That's awesome. And, and what is it like working with, um, you know, like I said, Dave Filoni and uh, Simon Kinberg and, and everyone else on the, on the crew? Uh, it's really great. Uh, Dave is really the heart and soul of the show. I mean, he's been at Lucasfilm for eight years and um, doing Clone Wars. And, you know, he spent so much time with George that uh, it, it's kind of like he's the closest thing you can get. Um and he knows, you know, he lives and breathes Star Wars, and um, and he's so good. I mean, he's just so talented. And Simon is a lot of fun. Um, you know, he, uh, uh, the three of us just had a really good time batting ideas back and forth and um, coming up with the season, the story for the season. That's at least something I know I contributed to, <laughs> which was... Uh, you know, breaking the season, figuring out, you know, the basic uh, 
arc of that and even the arc for the whole series. Um, and uh, the rest of the crew is fantastic. I mean, very talented people, many of them, most of them, um, coming off of Clone Wars. And we have one of the most amazing voice casts ever. Um, I mean, our five leads, regulars, Freddie, Kia, Vanessa, Steve, uh, and Taylor, uh, are just great. I mean, those sessions are just a joy. And then we've just been, you know, those are parts that we audition, but guest cast, you know, we just cast. So, you know, you're always sort of taking a risk when you're just casting someone without having them read first. But we just have gotten incredibly lucky um, with uh, this phenomenal guest cast as well. Um, really talented people. Some I've worked with before, some I have never worked with before. And every one of them is just terrific. I know I just mm-hmm. sound like a, all, all I'm doing is... Uh, saying everything's great, it's great, it's so great, but it is. We just have these really phenomenal people working on the show, and and uh, and so you know that aspect of it's just been a blessing. Well, it, it seems like when you've got a great voice cast, then it's a great thing to work with, and out of the characters in this voice cast that you've got who do you think will be probably the the like the breakout character for rebels because ahsoka was really good for the clone wars but is there that one character within this cast that you see being the breakout character people are going to attach on to um chopper <laughs> chopper uh, i don't really know i mean honestly uh i can see every single one of these characters breaking out for a different reason um zeb is a huge kick He's just so much fun. He's so funny um, and so tough, and and uh, I, I think the audience is going to love him. But you know, having Sabine, the Mandalorian um, artist, is amazing, and Hera, who's Twi'lek, and a pilot, um, and then we've got you know Kanan the Jedi, and and uh, Ezra, the sort of the the newbie of the group, I, I swear to God, I feel like they'd all break out. Um, but I think the answer is Chopper. All right. Is, is he also your favorite character, or do you have another one that you personally prefer? Uh, I don't have a single favorite. You know, my mind, people are always asking me, like, same kind of question about Gargoyles or Young Justice, and my mind just doesn't work that way. I don't think in terms of uh, who's my favorite of the group kind of thing. It's just not how my brain works. What I like is the dynamics between all these characters. Um, and I think the relationship between uh, Zeb and Ezra is pretty fun. So that's one that we really enjoy, or at least I really enjoyed writing and working on, was the Zeb-Ezra relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the truth is I enjoyed all. Yeah, I'm all sure it's hard to pick up. these characters. I'm sure it's hard to pick just ones like picking your favorite child. You really can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there uh, bringing in, you know, a different character from the star Wars universe. If you could take something that's already been established within the star Wars universe and bring it into rebels, do you have an idea of who that could be? If that were to be the case and that's just not leading you on just anything. If, if you had the choice. I do, but I'm not going to 
answer that question. Oh, no, that's fine. No, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Completely understandable. I am so sorry for bringing that one up. That's okay. That, that, that's, I mean, that's okay. You can print what I just said, but that's as far as I'm going to get. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> it's not going to be printed. It's, it's going to be your voice definitely saying, I'm not going to say it, so that's great. Um. So obviously, you know, you guys are working very hard on the show. Um, how much interaction do you have? I'm sure it's a lot with the, the story group. And is there any interaction with the, uh, the the guys working on the films as well, trying to tie everything together? I mean, obviously, I'm sure you can. I got well. I mean, Simon's on that committee. I'm not even sure committee is the correct word, but um, so I have interaction uh, with Simon, but um, other than that, zero. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of interaction with uh, Luke's film story group, obviously, and those people, uh, Rain Roberts, Carrie Hart, Carrie Beck, they're all terrific. Um, and uh, Pablo Hidalgo is fantastic and an amazing resource. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they are, believe me, not giving me any information at all about it. <laughs> 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 I mean, nothing. Yeah, sure you I, I'm not saying I haven't asked. I'm saying I haven't answered. I'm not at all privy to any of that. Well, I, I uh, think that's understandable because everything right now is so new. I think it seems like everybody's still trying to feel their way through of how it's going to proceed forward. So it's kind of understandable. Yeah, I mean, I I just think, you know, you're talking about some of the biggest secrets in the entire industry at this point. And mm-hmm. Lucasfilm is nothing, not security conscious. Um, just logging on to my email is a, my Lucasfilm email um, requires um, three passwords and a, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, it's like, I, when they first sent me this stuff, I was like, seriously? And they're like, yes, seriously. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, they're very security conscious, and uh, which I get. Um, I just have never quite experienced it before. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so, yeah, they, they're not telling me anything. Um, but, you know, what's nice about Rebels, what's really so exciting about it is that it is canon. You know, there's the six films, there's Clone Wars, there's Rebels. And then, uh, you know, episode seven's on the way. But, um, you know, it's great to be working on something that truly counts. You know, um, it matters. Uh, it's not just, oh, yeah, we're doing this on the side, but you don't have to pay attention to it because, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not part of the canon. Well, this is part of the canon. So, right. Uh, Do you think uh, you would have felt more limited if you had to worry about working in other parts of the uh of the story or, or still more like the Clone Wars where you just did what you did and if it fit great, if not, no problem. Uh, you know, I, 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 I have no basis for comparison really, but I'm definitely glad we're not post episode six. Right. You know, yeah. In other words, then we'd be, even if we were say in between six and seven, you know, there'd be, you know, whatever decisions were being made on seven would sort of constantly be, um, causing us to have to rethink and that kind of stuff. Right. So I'm, you know, it is nice. I mean, selfishly, from my point of view, I really like the era we're set at because on the <laughs> one hand, 
because we're between three and four, we all know where four is going to go, you know. So there isn't any worry that we're going to do something that could mess up seven, you know. Right. Um, more freedom there. You know, we're, leading, we're leading into four, and we know what four is, and four is, you know, iconic and amazing. Um, and, um, and yet, because there's such a long gap between three and four, there's still plenty of maneuvering room, you know. There's, uh, it's not like trying to fit in between four and five or five and six, you know what I mean? Um, right. So from, you know, from a purely selfish point of view, um, when they brought me in and told me this was the era we were going, I was like, there was a kind of thank God moment for me, you know, because mm-hmm. it'd be tough um, to deal. Uh, the only other thing might that might be close would be sort of pre-episode one. Um, that would be mm. a similar thing where we'd have enough freedom, but, you know, one would be sort of, uh, you know, we know where that's going, so to speak. But, you know, given that how incredibly old I am, well. my affinity for episodes four and five, uh-huh. um, I much, re- I'm, I much prefer being pre-four than I would be being pre-one. Mm-hmm. Now, sure. here's a question concerning Rebels and, and, is Rebels kind of planned out for a certain amount of seasons? Because I know Clone Wars is planned out for five. Is Rebels kind of on the same plan? Or is it just, uh, you're going to take it how it's going to go? We didn't plan in terms of, there's been no discussion, it's not where I've been present. Mm-hmm. And of course, keep in mind, I'm, I'm a creative end, not like the business or strategic end. Right. But there's been no discussion around me about how many seasons. But we did talk about um, the arc of it, and there's sort of three acts to this arc. And we were very clear, you know, that season one is act one, in essence. Um, but we were very clear to say that we don't know how many seasons each act is yet. Um, you know, if they decide it's five seasons, six seasons, three seasons, 23 seasons, I have no idea. But the, but we still sort of talked about three um, acts to the overall arc of the series. This does have a beginning, middle, and end. It does have an end point that, in essence, leads mm. into episode four. It's not infinite. Um, well, it seems like Star Wars is a three-act play anyway, because you have the prequels, which were three. You've got the originals, which were three. And then you've got seven, eight, and nine. So it seems like this is the natural point of Rebels. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's sort of a natural point of storytelling, beginning, middle, end. So I, Very I true. don't know. I mean, as much as love star wars i'm not sure they're unique (laughs) no that's three thing but (laughs) but uh you know it but my point is although obviously i'm not going to tell you what it is we have a very specific arc for the first act a very specific arc for the second act very specific arc for the third act Mm -hmm. each of those arcs in theory could be spread over multiple seasons i don't know that that's what's going to happen um but, uh, and I know that the first arc is season one, but, uh, or the first act, I should say, is season one. But, you know, you could easily take the second act and make that two seasons or three seasons kind of thing. But I haven't heard anything yet about that. 
Gotcha. Not how many seasons we have, that kind of thing. One would hope for three at minimum, but uh, again, that discussion hasn't taken place in front of me. Yeah. I don't know if it's taken place at all yet, but it's yeah. definitely not in front of me. Yeah. So I was actually curious. You said it. Uh, the show is meant to kind of lead into episode four. Is this going to be like we'll watch Rebels and it's going to like blow our minds with new information about episode four that kind of connects in, or is it more like context or like peripherally related, or can you even say at this point without you know any really story details being released? I can safely say I can safely say all of the above. Cool. Awesome. Now, uh, I, you kind of mentioned the, the formatting a bit. Um, will these be mostly uh, standalone episodes or more like serialized? Uh, and in the Clone Wars, we ended up with a bunch of small arcs, which initially start off, we just have stories here and there. And we ended up with nice, you know, three to four episode arcs at the end. Are you guys planning on doing something like that or just have the entire season, uh, as you see, be one continuous story? Um, it, it, I guess what I'm saying is, there, is it something you tend to have? You want to make, you want viewers to already have watched previous episodes, um, more like a Lost or just more like a, a, a you know, cop drama where you can jump in at any point. Where are you, where are you kind of aiming for there? Uh, I I think uh, each episode tells a story discreet enough that you could hop in at any point. Um, but there's definitely. Uh, an arc to the season, okay. the guilt and everything like that. Um, so obviously you're going to get a lot more out of watching this series if you watch from episode one. Sure. And keep going all the sure. way through the end, um, and you watch them in order. But if you just, you know, if you happen to have missed the first four episodes, and so your first one happens to be episode five. Um, then you're going to have a great story in episode five that'll hook you in, I would hope. I mean, really not for me to judge, but I would hope it would hook you in as much as you'd be hooked in if you started from the beginning. And then I would also hope then that you'd go, wow, I've got to go back and see the four that I missed. You know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely don't want to lose viewers. Right. Greg, is there anything that you've learned from the previous shows you've worked on that's kind of helping you work on Rebels right now? Any kind of thing story, plot, character development you learned elsewhere that you're bringing to the show? Well, I think the main thing I brought to the show, um, you know, that I brought to the company, so I I don't mean mean our uh, production, is my process, my method, um, which is about a big bulletin board and a lot of multicolored index cards, you know, (laughs) where we sort of say, here are the the big beats we want to hit, and we start putting that on the board and, and we start breaking this whole season, um, before any of the writers, you know, the, and including myself or, and Simon, um, you know, uh, actually start, sit down at their keyboards. You know, I get some Sharpies and I get some index cards and some push pins and a gigantic effing bulletin board. Um, and, we start putting the cards up on the wall. You know, we've got a, uh, you know, a, a row for each episode. And, you know, that way we can move the cards around and say, okay, no, we're going to save this beat for two episodes later, you know, mm-hmm. or we're going to move this up. Um, and we start breaking these stories in at least a general sense. And that's a process that I 
started with um, on gargoyles in a crude sort of way um, and have been sort of honing it through the other shows I produce, which and Spectacular Spider-Man and Young Justice um, in particular. And I think that method is something that I brought, not that it's all that unique or anything like that, but um, I, I do think that, you know, when I sort of set that up, with that was something that for Dave and Simon, it was sort of new. Mm-hmm. And it really allowed, you know, the story team at Lucasfilm and the three of us, and uh, then a little bit later, uh, the great sort of writing staff that was assembled to really sort of get the big picture of the whole season. And, you know, we had a bunch of cards that we were like, okay, this will be for next season, you know, or for at least subsequent seasons. You know, you'd come up with an idea and you're like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. This totally doesn't fit. <laughs> so we'll save it, you know. Um, and so we had a second bulletin board that was full of ideas for future seasons. Um, and believe me, there's plenty of those. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to run out of ideas anytime soon on this series. Um, but I think that's kind of what I brought to it was that sort of, uh, method that I don't think they had used before. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to have a couple really quick, um, like re- two really quick wrap up questions here is, uh, what's your favorite Star Wars character? Chewbacca. <laughs> very nice. Okay, very cool. Good choice. Very nice. And uh, to date, what is the favorite show you have worked on to date? Oh, uh, well, you know, it, I've loved every show I've, um, you know, had a significant contribution to, but if it would have to be Gargoyles. I mean, uh, Gargoyles was my baby. Um, you know, I'm not trying to equate the two, but you know, in the gargoyles realm, I'm George Lucas. That is very true. I'm Gene Roddenberry. I'm George Lucas when it comes to talking about gargoyles. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, if, uh, you know, if someone said, hey, uh, you can write your own ticket, what would you most like to do? The answer would be, I'd like to bring back gargoyles. I mean, I love Star mm-hmm. Wars, but if it if it came down to a head-to-head fight between Star Wars and Gargoyles, for me, Gargoyles would win. I mean, you know, Tom, you were around. It, 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 you were on the show. And um, that was just uh, such a unique experience for me. Um, and uh, this is the 20th anniversary of Gargoyles this year, which makes me feel really old, but it's also really cool. I'm doing a lot That's of conventions old. this hey, year. I have, I have to interject this, Greg. Out. I have to interject this, Greg. You feel old. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're both in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, it, it's uh, been having a really good time. I just got back from Denver Comic Con where we did a great 20th anniversary panel with Jonathan Frakes and Maria Sirtis and Sally Richardson Whitfield and Jim Cummings and Greg Guler and Vic Cook and I, you know, on this panel and it was just so cool and we had this packed house in the biggest room that Denver Comic Con had um, to celebrate Gargoyles 
20th anniversary. I swear to God, half the people in the room don't look like they're 20 to me. Um, <laughs> so the fact that, you know, they still, uh, you know, that they're still interested in the show 20 years later is just pretty special to me. Yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. Well, Greg, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And hey, if I could, I would like to plug something. Oh, of course. The floor is yours. Be my guest. Um, well, I wrote, I've written a couple novels. Um, the first one is called Rain of the Ghosts, R-A-I-N, Rain of the Ghosts. Um, came out last December. Uh, it's a uh, little bit of mystery, a little bit of horror, um, a little bit of a lot of things. If you like gargoyles, even if you like Star Wars, I'm pretty sure you'd like Rain. Um, and that looks out now. You can order it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com or go into any bookstore if they don't literally have it on the shelf. You know, you go to the desk and they can order it for you. Um, and then the second book in the series is called Spirits of Ash and Foam. And that book's coming out July 8th. And I'm having a great time. I mean, I love working in animation. It's a very collaborative medium, and I love working with all the talented people that I get a shot at working with in animation. But there is something kind of both liberating and incredibly scary about it just being me and having mm-hmm. to do all the stuff I do to tell stories, all with language as opposed to all the great talented artists and actors and composers, etc., that I get to work with. Um, you know, cartoon show, but I'm pretty proud of both these books. And in theory, it's a nine book series. I'm working on the third book now. So, you know, if your listeners check out Reign of the Ghosts and Spirits of Ash and Foam, that'd be really great for me. We'll yeah. throw it on our <laughs> Facebook page. We'll throw links to it after we get this interview up. Great. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely check that out. Sounds fantastic. Congratulations on the, on the new book coming out next month. Okay. Um, Well, thank you very much, Greg, for uh, joining us on the podcast. We had a really uh, great time chatting with you, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with us, to talk with us. I'm happy to do it. I had fun. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, Again, Greg is the uh, executive producer on Star Wars Rebels, one of three, uh, along with uh, Dave Filoni and Simon Kinberg. Uh, so, yeah, thank you very much for joining us. We had a fantastic time chatting with you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or their respective trademark or copyrights. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2014.